Greetings. Welcome to the Legacy Drawing Board, the podcast experience that asks, are you designing and building the legacy that you want to impart to those near to you and to those whom you'll never meet? I'm your host, Ron Fong. These episodes are designed to provide you with insight to build the legacy that you want to. I'm going to continue talking about leadership because I think leadership and legacy, while they're not quite a dyad, they are a continuum. Leadership is a gift that others give to us so that we can serve and we can grow in our service. Legacy is what you bestow to, uh, to others. And hopefully the gifts that you'll give back will include leadership. The importance of leadership required a second episode. In the previous episode, I talk about the life of Moses as being a template for how we can learn to be a leader. In this episode, I'll talk about horseback riding. So a little bit of a transition from the sublime to the near ridiculous. When we talk about leadership, we see it all the time. And this episode will be, tend to be more work-centric, but hopefully that these lessons can also be used in terms of your home. We see about the multi-million, if not billion dollar industry in terms of legacy, I'm sorry, in terms of leadership, we see it being touted at our workplace. We see leadership workshops. We have bestsellers from people who talk about leadership. So there's no shortage of the discussion of leadership, and there's no shortage of, of uh, resources. Yet, we continue to have lapses of leadership. And the one that comes to mind is what happened at Enron, the financial meltdown. And you think about the individuals that are associated with uh, the Enron fiasco and what happened and what happened to their legacy because of the lapse of leadership. Your legacy can be simply defined as whether there was a presence or an absence of leadership. And again, in the workplace, we have many stories. I'm sure you have many ex personal examples of when you've seen bad leadership or a lack of leadership. It goes back to that saying is that you never leave a bad job, you leave a bad boss. Talking about horseback riding, why horseback riding? I've always wanted to be a cowboy, but somehow med school got in the way, so I wound up being a physician, but I still always wanted to learn how to ride a horse. A few years back, I decided that I was going to fulfill a childhood dream and learn how to ride a horse. I was able to find a really good instructor, uh, Lindsay Irby. She's been around horses uh, the vast majority of her life, a very skilled rider herself, and an excellent, excellent teacher. My first lesson in horseback riding, I go out there and I get taken to the kiddie pen, that small circular pen, and which is for beginners, and that's fine. I got on the horse and Lindsay said to me, just get used to the horse, let the horse get used to you, a very patient teacher. And I had a very simple task on that first lesson. I was to go around the perimeter and approximate a circle. She gave me some basic lessons, but didn't overload me in terms of what to do with my hands, uh, how to sit in the saddle and all these other things and how to just get used to the horse and just getting used to the height of the horse or when your, your vision line now changes. I got on the saddle, I try to follow her and it's really that first lesson where you're trying to think and do at the same time and you wind up doing neither. 
try as I may to get the horse to do a very, very small circle, I, my horse went sideways. And Lindsay had a pretty good chuckle, if not, a, and that progressed to an outright guffaw when she saw that was going on. And I was doing that repeatedly. Finally, I think she got tired of laughing and she just couldn't take it anymore. So she comes up to me in a very folksy manner. She says, that was, uh, that was really neat. Uh, most experienced writers can't do that, and yet you're doing it on your very first lesson. Then she paused. I don't think you were trying to do that, though, were you? And I said, no, Lindsay, I was trying to get the horse to go in a circle. Well, eventually I got the horse to go in a circle. But what are the leadership lessons I learned in terms of horseback riding? The first is that horseback riding involves the use of the legs. And we're used to using our hands because of driving or riding a bicycle. And the novice horseback rider, me in particular, got used to that notion and was trying to steer the horse with my hands. And that just doesn't work. The reins, that doesn't work. And it, usually the horse doesn't like their heads being jerked. And because when we want to do something so desperately, we wind up applying more force, which is not the right answer. And that just makes the horse struggle and, 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 and fight you, which is not which what you do not want. So you think about in the workplace, you think about your bosses, or you think about your times when you were the leader. Were you described as being hands-on? Were you just described as being heavy-handed? The idea is that we put so much emphasis on our hands is because that's something that we could easily control. So we want to be controlling as leaders. And that leads to micromanagement, and that leads to a lack of trust. And when you don't have trust, you don't have room for growth. You don't let those uh, whom you're leading grow. And that's really what a leader does. They grow individuals. It's not for individuals to follow what they want to do exactly, but it's the ability to see the individual talents of people, recognize them and grow them and let them do the job their way, which may be a much better way than what you had envisioned. So lesson one is don't be heavy-handed and don't rely on your hands to try to control the situation. Lesson number two uh, from Lindsay was sit tall and straight in the saddle. And the reason to do this is that it's just going to make it easier on your back in the first place, but it also gives you a better line of vision. And so many times we talk about leadership, we talk about having a vision, and having a vision is very important. In horseback riding, you need to see the landscape because you're guiding the horse. In fact, you are responsible for the horse's safety. Just as, as a leader, you're going to be responsible for others in terms of leading them in the direction. And you can't lead efficiently if you don't have a clear line of vision, if you don't really see, not exactly, I'll say 360, but at least a good 180 degrees. Can you see what is ahead? Can you see the potential pitfalls? And can you see actually see where you're going? And that's the thing, the, the horse will go on its own. It has its own agenda. But if you don't direct the horse with your vision and with your legs, the horse will just go and wind up going sideways as, as it did with me. Having a clear vision, knowing where to go, knowing how to get there, and knowing how to avoid pitfalls. Sit tall and straight in the saddle when you're a leader. And when you do that, it's also important to communicate to those that you are interacting with as to what you want to do. 
communication needs to be clear, concise, and consistent. So sit tall in the saddle, take control of the reins, but don't be heavy handed. The third lesson Lindsay imparted to me was let the horse know who's boss. And again, the horse will want to do what they what the horse wants to do. And here the translation is not to be overbearing, not to uh, stomp your feet and pound your chest and just yell, I'm the boss. To me, the translation of letting the horse know who's boss is, first of all, you're willing to accept responsibility. You are now in charge of that horse's safety. So you are the boss and you're going to accept the responsibility of being a horseback rider and you're going to be accept the responsibility of being a leader. The second one is about being the boss is, are you available? You have to be there. Just as you're in the saddle, you have to be available to those whom you're interacting with. You just have to be there. Being present is so important. Being visible. So they're not hiding behind things or you're never there or they can never find you when they need you. The third is about being, letting people know who's the boss. Here's the other side of the coin. Is that are you going to own up when things go awry, when things go south? That is part of being the boss and letting people know that you're the boss is that when something goes wrong, you have to step up and say, I am responsible for this. I take full responsibility for this. And I'm going to take full responsibility for making things right. And it makes me think about that saying is that character is like a tea bag. You never know what you have inside until you put it into hot water. I think leadership, uh, you learn so much from leadership, from observing things or just trying new things. There's a host of ways of, of incre increasing your leadership skills. And when you increase your leadership skills, you're going to make a definite statement about your legacy. And the leaders, great leaders, are people that even when they're not there or perhaps even when they're gone, their messaging was so meaningful, was built so solidly, and was so consistent that even when they're not there, people know that what direction to take. They know because of your legacy, they know how to proceed through perhaps uncharted waters or through difficult times. They will say, all right, we're in a tough spot, but if Jane or John were here, this is what they would want us to do and this is how to do it. That's how meaningful your legacy can be and that's why it's so important to design and build a strong legacy that will be valuable, again, to those who are very close to you, perhaps right now, and perhaps at your next meeting, and those to whom you'll never meet, perhaps after you leave the company, or maybe someone at work, a couple you know, divisions away, they may have never met you, but they talk to people or they see your body of work, and that's impressed upon them of how to do things the right way. And that is the power and the value of your legacy, and why leadership is so important to it. Thank you for spending your time with me on this podcast. Uh, this has been a wonderful learning experience for me. And please send your comments and insights to rfong 
at truenorthshepherding.com. I would welcome your your uh, your comments because I, I need guidance as I'm continuing the uh, podcast venture. And again, it's been a great deal of fun. And I hope to continue it and I hope to bring value to you uh, because if it isn't, then I'm, I'm not doing it correctly. For the next episode, I'm going to pick up on industri- uh, influential uh, German and uh, industrial designer Dieter Ram's 10 principles of good design. And the last two are that good design is environmentally friendly and that good design is little design as possible. I hope you'll join me. And until then, please take the time to nurture your legacy. Give it the attention it, it needs. Because when you do that, we all benefit. Thank you.